Well, what's up, folks? It is Friday Eve, Thursday night, for those who like to keep track of the days of the week. And it is episode 83. And not only is it episode 83, we have two Kansas City Chiefs podcasters coming on with us. James Howell, who's standing by there in the green room. And then Boyle Haddard, who will come on with us later on this evening to give us his take. And, of course, you guys remember, Boyle's with us last week. He is with the Chiefs Kingdom in Espanol. So he'll be with us at about 815, 820. We thank everyone for tuning in tonight. And not only that, Fuji is back. The man himself. I, I'd call him the myth and a legend, but then, you know, things might end up blowing up, and I don't want to get that high when it comes to Fuji, but he knows it because he is the myth and the legend. So Fuji is back tonight. We're glad to have him back as well. Uh, lots to talk about. Obviously, the Eagles not doing so well this past week. <sighs> Monday night, probably less to be desired, unfortunately. We'll get into it, and you guys can make the comments because I'm pretty sure they'll be coming in here momentarily. View your frustrations of what happened Monday night. But, of course, we're now moving on until Sunday. we got about three days away from game time on Sunday. Game two at the link, and we hope that this time around, this team shows up in its entirety. Nick Sirianni was to blame for the 49ers. Jalen Hurts took this one on the chin, and he said that he wanted to flush this one down the toilet. And let's hope that happens because... Again, things didn't look too good. And oh, by the way, we are the official podcast of Eagles Mania Group. And I wish I knew exactly where I threw the picture because I just had it last week. And of course, I'm losing my mind here. I'll bring it up here momentarily. But again, thanks to Eagles Mania for making us the official podcast of their group. We do welcome everyone here from Eagles Mania. Also, the Northwest Bird Gang that's out there in Seattle, Washington, or at least out in the Washington area. Hello to you guys tonight, and to everyone who's tuning in. We do appreciate it. Let's get the show underway as we have the guys waiting around. They want to don't want to make them wait any longer. I'm Angel. This is episode 83, and welcome to Broad Street South. <laughs> Now, of course, everyone just like me is waiting for this man to come back. And I figured I'd go with the slower intro, but the Godfather, you don't make him wait. So here, long overdue, is Fuji. Ah, the dance, the dance, that's Miss Fuji, what's going on tonight? <laughs> Week four, Eagles, Chiefs. Let's get over that debacle three nights ago. What is going on, Angel? Week four kicking off tonight. Eagles, Chiefs, Sunday at the lake. Let's get this party started. How exactly. are you? I am doing well. It is still warm down here in Tampa. So right now it's about 82 degrees outside. Uh, absolutely beautiful blue skies today. I'm pretty sure the temperature is now starting to change a little bit. Not too bad back home. You're what? I, I would assume like in the lighter 70s? Chris, 70s. Beautiful mornings. Chris, mornings about 60 High 50s, getting to be a little fall weather. Football weather's coming back, no heat. Get rid of that humidity. That's right. You can keep yeah. it down there for this time here. <laughs> well, listen, we try to keep it down here. We usually do it to about November. January is our fall, and then we have winter for about two weeks, and then spring comes right racing back. So, uh, I'll listen, I'll keep the humidity down here, no problem whatsoever. But tonight, we want to introduce, for the first time with us, James Howell. From Chiefs talking, if you guys want to follow him, and please do so at James Howell, the number one. So all together, James Howell one on Twitter. Also, you can find him as well, as you guys can see here on Facebook. By the way, same hashtag or same underscore 
at James Howell one and he can't get any more easier than that because that's the easiest way to find someone when they can connect the dots pretty much all together in one spot and without further ado we introduce here James Howell how are you this evening James I'm doing great guys thanks for having me on appreciate the opportunity James thanks for coming on tonight we do appreciate it not a promise not a problem whatsoever and oh by the way before I forget because where are my manners we are also live from the LG Direct Sales Solutions Studios here in Tampa. I'm in Studio A. Uh, Deputy Producer is over there in Studio B. And, of course, Fuji is back home in Philly uh, out in – but you know what, Fuji? We need to get you a studio name. I got to work on that. We got to get you a studio name. M you know, matter of fact, uh, live from the Howie Roseman Studios – it's Fuji back in Philly. <laughs> you don't want me in Howie Roseman's studio. <laughs> that wouldn't be, that'd be a hell of a debate. That's okay. But it would be good. It, it would be good. It's all right. It'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be good. So it'd, it'd be, uh, it, I think it would just be great. Uh, get into a couple of the comments here before we start. There's a couple of questions. Patty, uh, welcome. Thank you for viewing the show tonight. We do appreciate it. Of course, over from Eagles Mania. Thank you for the job that you guys do. We do appreciate it. And, Thank you, uh, Patty. Uh, by the way, someone who definitely missed you here was Joey B. And, oh, excuse me, Joey, now that I think about Joey! it. Joey! What the hell, hell, hell are you? Joey hung around only for about a quick five minutes last week. So I, I'm hoping to hang out a little bit longer because I, I saw that he came in and out real quick there last week. And uh, before we get to everybody else, it's just, it's, uh, Fuji, I just filled my bathtub with mineral light. <laughs> and he starts already. <laughs> oh, keep, boy. Keep that filled up and when I come out to Denver. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, keep it filled. Don't worry. No worry. Uh, Robert Merriweather Jr. says, let's go, y'all. Uh, Robert, up, thanks, Rob? for tuning in. thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming on. In. Demetrius Parker, the Eagles upset the Chiefs, so that, that starts early. You know what? And and by the way, another good friend of the show, Tom, how are you this evening? You and Tara, I hope you guys – by the way, I did see your picture up there on Facebook. I hope you guys had a fun time because it looked like a great group picture you guys had. So I uh, hope you guys had a lot of fun. And Joey B., before I go into the other one here, says, uh, good evening, Colorado. And Debbie in the other room, good evening. Thanks for all you do. And we'll keep it there for the moment. i get back to everybody as we'll start getting the questions here lined up. So, James, by the way, thanks again for coming on tonight. And again, yep. you guys, look for him on Twitter and Facebook. Please give him a like. And also the same way on Twitter, make sure you follow him so he can build up his audience as well so we can hear back a lot more from James throughout the season. And he can let us know exactly what's going on with the Chiefs. And starting right off, James, we, we know obviously here in Philadelphia, uh, Eagles didn't look too well against San Francisco, so we, uh, we again, we moved that one. Then they looked horrible traveling to Arlington, Texas, and pretty much just crapped the house at 41-21. So now KC takes the air ride to Philadelphia, and we hope that it's going to be a turnaround for Jalen Hurts, for Nick Sirianni, and the rest of the defense because our secondary was looking good as well. So one question before we get into more of the X's and O's here. How much have you heard as far as the Andy Reid update and have you heard exactly what ended up happening to him at the end of the game last week? Yeah, um, Andy Reid at the end of the game last week, he was put into the hospital. He was rushed to the hospital and it was dehydration. Um, he got a little bit too much sun out there and it was a little uh, dehydration. He got dizzy in the locker room uh, and they took him to uh, the, the hospital locally and um, 
just precautionary measures. He's out. He's doing fine. He's back at Arrowhead. He's been uh, at practice for the past two practices. And, you know, I'm sure he's going to have these guys ready to go for uh, Sunday. Let's hope so because, uh, again, we did hear – the funny thing was the initial reports were that he had heart palpitations and then it was dehydration, one and two. But we've seen Andy Reid. I mean, he did lose some weight come into the 20s – no – we are 2021, 2019 season. He had dropped some weight. And then for 2020, he seemed like he had lost a little bit more. But again, everybody tends to forget when the sun is out, it can dehydrate, dehydrate you real quick. And so we hope a uh, speedy recovery there for Andy. So we know that the Kansas City is not to the start that they want to be. Same record, obviously, as our Eagles, one and two. Patrick Mahomes, still, he looks a little bit rattled. He doesn't look the same prior to the injury going way back into the playoffs last year. Is Patrick Mahomes still healing from his injury, or is it just that the confidence hasn't been built yet? Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that his injury is completely healed up. Now, um, this offensive line, it has five new members uh, that are starting. These are five completely new guys. So I think that his confidence is a little shaken up, uh, and then he doesn't really trust him as much as maybe he should. He does have a tendency of breaking out of the pocket uh, really early and then trying to make things happen, which we, we've seen that it's just cost the team repeatedly. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that his ankle is fine. It's just his confidence in his ankle that he's having a trouble with right now. Okay. <laughs> Games, as far as uh, three games the Chiefs have played, I mean, it's been a six-point differential. Six or six points or less that Kansas City's gone one and two. Um, plus, another fact I came up with was in the last 13 possessions, the Chiefs have turned the ball over six times. Why is that? You know, I've seen ball security be an issue throughout the whole team. It's not just one person. It's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. It's Tyreek Hill. It's Patrick Mahomes. Um, It's Marcus Kemp. It's the entire team. And the only thing that I could come to a conclusion about is that it's on the coaches. Um, You know, with only three preseason games this year, there was a little bit – less time to prepare for the season and you know something is simple i say it's simple but it's obviously major but as a ball security it, it can be skipped and, I, and i'm pretty sure that's exactly what's what's happened here because i mean how else do you explain it happening throughout the whole team it, and it's uncharacteristic as it is you know this these guys are known for protecting the ball well, <laughs> as, you, as you said you know it's a like somewhere in Pittsburgh, it's a whole revamped offensive line. You know, no Eric Fisher anymore playing left tackle and a couple other guys they brought in. So, you know, the cohesiveness probably isn't there. You know, it takes some time to gel up front, of course. Going yeah. back to going back to the Super Bowl last year, do you think Todd Bowles laid the blueprint on how to figure out Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes and Andy Reid's offense? 
I think he followed a blueprint. I, I don't think that um, – I think that it was uh, about week 15, 14, 15, Kansas City was exposed. Um, and, and the blueprint was created and developed from that point moving forward, um, you know, through multiple different teams. And and then, you know, uh, when they – when Kansas City beat Tampa the first time in the regular season, um, that, that just – that was the fuel that that started the fire for Tampa Bay, and they they had our number. They knew exactly how to beat us at that point. Um, Tom Brady's incredibly smart, and, and you know he's gonna figure it out. <laughs> Especially you give him two cracks at it, he's gonna figure it out. Well, no doubt. Well, that's true. And Joey B says from the AFC West becoming a quarterback haven. Kansas City has a work cut out for them. Uh, come conference play, Bridgewater, Carr, and Herbert. Mahomes now has competition. And that is absolutely right what Joey B says there because, again, we, we tend to forget how good Justin Herbert is, obviously out there with the Chargers. And, and the, the kid's looking pretty good for, you know, again, young career. He's looking pretty well. Patrick Mahomes, I'm, I'm kind of – I don't want to say as much as worried for Patrick Mahomes because obviously we want to see Jalen Hurts do what, you know, much better than, than uh, Mahomes there. But, of course, to be even across the board here – Mahomes just doesn't have that same kind of tenacity and firepower that he did come early part of the year. So, again, I, I don't know, James, if it's one of those things that either you just – I don't want to say he doesn't have his hand in the game because when you listen to the press conferences this week, it sounds like he's ready at least to take on this week. But, again, the how confident he normally is, how pretty much that he knows, and, and not on a cocky standard, but how he feels and how he knows going into the game – you just don't see it from Patrick Mahomes. And and I know the numbers don't show and or reflect upon what he what he's done in years past. Also, you look at the last game that he had, he ended up throwing a pass up in the air, which is rare for Mahomes to do, then did it off his back foot and ended up throwing an interception to boot on top of that. So is Mahomes game play, either whether it's by design or just himself, still not the same that we saw in the earlier part of the 2020 season? Well, you know, I think I think um, contrary to belief, I think Mahomes is actually playing pretty decent this year. Uh, overall, he's got uh, through the three games, he's got a QBR average of ninety nine point nine, uh, sitting right at one hundred. Um, besides a couple mistakes here and there, I think Mahomes is playing pretty well. Now, where he lacks is uh, a true wide receiver two position. And right now we have McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and Byron Pringle, who are all fighting for that, but they all look like wide receiver threes. This addition of Josh Gordon um, that just recently happened uh, could easily fix that and turn this offense into that, that explosive offense that we've all remembered since about 2018 when he took over, when Mahomes took over. <clears throat> James, do, do you think – Sammy Watkins not re-signing with the Chiefs is hurting Patrick Mahomes at that number two wide receiver position. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely do. We've seen it several times throughout a, a, a couple of different games. I can remember one in the the Browns game and one in the Ravens game, uh, a couple of examples where they're just they, – they're off on their communication. You know, maybe they want a receiver. He wants a receiver to flatten out his route, and the receivers run into the back pylon. They're just off. 
their communication's not there. And I definitely think that Sammy Watkins not being here and having that big that big target, that big presence is is hurting this offense. <clears throat> Also on the defensive side, do you see a lack of Kansas City not playing lights out as far as as they were the last couple of years with injuries and stuff? Well, you know, they're um, Frank Clark. Uh, he can't he can't seem to find the field. Um, and then in the middle of the, the their biggest weakness right now is their run defense. And there's there's no arguing that their biggest defense or the biggest weakness is the run defense. When Willie Gay Jr. comes back from injured reserve, that's going to shore up a lot of those issues. Uh, <laughs> besides that, I just don't think that this defense is very good. I, I just don't. I, I I don't know if it's the guys not buying into the scheme or they're just not gelling together, but they're just not very good. There's there's communication errors all over the place. We have no pass rush. <laughs> the, the experiment of moving Chris Jones out to defensive end has turned out miserable. <laughs> it, they're just not they're not a very good defense. <laughs> you know, Dave Spagnuolo used to, you know be an assistant coach on Randy Reed, so you know. Being- and, and- you know, when, when he came in here, he really did turn it around, um, and, and it started the trend in the right direction. And, and then this year, it's just kind of it's kind of fallen off. I think a lot of it has to do that we have a, uh, two young players in the middle, uh, our two middle linebacker spots. You know, Sam and Mike, <laughs> and then and that has a lot to do with it. Those are our leaders of communication within the defense, and. We're still early in the season. You know, and the good news is is that communication can be shored up. Do you think the loss of D Ford over the last couple of years has hurt that defense? Um Yeah, yeah, I do. I haven't really reflected on that question much, but now I do. Frank Clark, they brought in Frank Clark to bring in a certain type of attitude and his production that he had in Seattle. (laughs) And it's just not been there. It's not been there at all. He can't stay healthy. He can't get on the field. Um, And even when he is on the field, he's just, he's not producing. The past two years, he's had 13 sacks. And then in his last year in Seattle, he had 13 sacks. So, you know, it's just not, we're getting half the production we bought the bottom four you got uh demetrius parker uh what's been coming here he says this game reminds me of the patriots game when the eagles were just supposed to lose but won. i feel like it's gonna be the same thing go eagles it's not over and demetrius brings up another point as well that we we kind of i kind of hinted there in the, in the beginning of the, of the uh, show here is that speaking of the patriots obviously you have tom brady going back up to new england uh, again another team that kc has uh played many times against but Traveling back up to New England, and they're, as they're stating is that Tom is not trying to make it about him. He's not trying to make it about the Patriots. As he stated, is that he wanted to be about the best team and the best product out there in the field, which is something none of us have ever heard from Tom Brady beforehand. Now, by all means, am I defending the guy? Absolutely not. You know, everyone has either their love or hatred when it comes to Tom Brady. Obviously, we know what happened to the Eagles 
first go around in Jacksonville. And then obviously the redemption game there in 2017 leading to 2018. But Tom's going back to New England. I don't know what kind of crazy reception is going to be. And I guess you'll have to find out once he goes up there. Uh, but again, you're looking at Mac Jones, who they decided to put in there, the starting rookie quarterback, which there's no way in the world you're going to tell me unless some crazy miracle happens or they start deflating balls or cheating once all over again. That's the only way they're going to end up doing it. But I see that Tampa Bay would end up ruining that, uh, well, a good homecoming, I guess, for Tom Brady, but ruining the Patriots' chances of ever winning that game as well. And Cam Newton still without a job, without a team. And that still, that that's kind of nuts when you think about it. But I know he doesn't want to be a backup quarterback to anybody. He says he wants to be a starting quarterback. But along with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it was one quick hint mentioned when it came to Richard Sherman possibly coming to the organization, but the number is going to be too high. And so once again, TB12 reaches out to Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman now becomes a Tampa Bay Buccaneer and helps out that defense. So uh, pretty insane when you start thinking about like the movements and everything else. Seattle is still not doing as well as they want to as well over there in the NFC West. So the NFL, as we all learn, you know, things can change day to day, week to week. Uh, injury bugs apparently don't leave some teams Philly's dealing with it again the Flyers are now dealing with it even though it's only preseason hockey I mean it's just things happen so fast and furious but I want to see the bounce back Fuji more than anything else come compared to what that that fallout was in Dallas and, and a lot of people the funny part was did you hear a lot of people talk about last week's game was that people wanted to see if the second half was going any better and then you have a lot of folks saying that they were falling asleep or at least were asleep on the first half well if you woke up in the second half it wasn't any better than the first because it was just horrific that what we saw. We know it's a rebuilding team, Fuji. We understand that. All brand new coaches, a lot of new key players. What do we think, or at least the expectation of what's going to happen this week compared to what we've seen in the last two straight losses? Well, I mean, the Eagles ran the ball three times on Monday night. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. Doug Peterson somewhere with Nick Sirianni, but I mean, you got to pound the ball. That's the problem. I mean, Dallas came out with all guns blazing. I mean, I hate to say it, but as a realist, I'll say the Eagles got their asses handed to them. It's, it was a flat out disgrace. I mean, there was no excuse to lose like that. It just shows that with all the in, you know, three offensive linemen gone down already, Brandon Graham gone for the year, Isaac Salamao with a Liz Frank. Spring and it's, you know, the injuries are already piling up. And Sirianni better fix it, you know. It's great, you know, with all the optimism of beat Dallas, this, that, Rocky. You know, you know what? The only way you're going to win Eagle fans over is win football games. It's all about what the hell goes in the W in the win column. Not losses, not playing videos of Eagles, Dallas history. I mean, you got you got to bring it, and this team obviously just didn't show up. Like I said, the injuries are piling up already, and this team better just start getting it together. That's true. And then uh, Mark Betting chimes in. He says that Nick Sirianni is Richie Kotite without the playoff, without the playoff, the playoff win. And then, uh, I mean, that's a tough comparison, Richie Kotite. Man, you talk about throwing some Ooh. names back. I don't know. That's, that, that's a hard comparison. The Richie Kotite, I don't think he's as bad as Richie Kotite. Nah, the jury is going to be out for the remainder of the season. I mean, how long How long will Jeff Lurie keep Nick Sirianni if, 
going to be losing season after losing season. Yeah, but he, I mean, he, the average coach in the NFL is you're lucky it's two to three years. We'll start turning into the old Cleveland Browns. I mean, well, <laughs> seriously, I mean, or, or the Raiders of old on Ralph Davis firing a coach every year or every other year. Like, give the guy a chance. But, you know, in the NFL, it's what have you done for me lately? You know, yeah, the Super Bowl's five years ago, and that's in the rear view. Yep. No, and it's, it, and it's all good points here. And, and again, I, I don't, I don't think I would go back as far as Rich Kotite. I don't see it being that bad. We've seen worse. Mm-hmm. I don't think that bad. But Nick Sirianni, everybody has to remember that that was the Eagles pursued someone that no one was pursuing. No one was thinking about Nick becoming a head coach anywhere. And the Colts even being surprised, obviously him being pretty much promoted to said statue because no one. I, again, no one thought about Nick being a head coach. So he's got a lot to learn. So does the rest of his coaching staff. Obviously, he's trying to mimic what his family has done years in football, unfortunately. But it's going to be a lot for Nick to learn. It's just it's one of those unfortunate things. It's going to be a lot, a lot of patience when it comes down to it. And and I even put out a tweet, I think it was you know, that Tuesday. Thank God I'm not jumping off a cliff because... You know, we we knew this stuff was going to happen, and and the beginning of of the season before the season even started, I had honest to God, truthfully picked that the Eagles would go zero and six before they would see their first win, just because of the teams they were playing the first six games. Thankfully, they're only one and two. Let's not hope one and three, but even if they go one and five, I just don't see for them to do any kind of major shakeup because again, this no matter which way you look at it is a rebuilding year. On like the difference in Chicago, for example, with the Bears and Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy's already passed that stage. He's already passed the honeymoon stage. He's at the point now that, yeah, it's do or die. And the fans are just as ruthless as they are in Philly where they're already calling for Matt Nagy. And he decided he wanted to take that one on the chin this week. Like, oh, it falls on me. It was my fault. Blah, blah, blah. Justin Fields looks pretty good. Well, you're still putting the redheaded stepchild in there no matter what. So that means that to me, you have no confidence in Justin Fields. If you're going to pull the Band-Aid and you're going to rip it off, you might as well go ahead and do a Chicago now with Justin Fields. Let him get the starts that he needs in order for him to be able to progress here in the NFL. But, again, most teams, we've seen it before. Carson Wentz, again, out there in any bad ankles, decided to not opt for the surgery or supposedly opt, but healed faster than T.O. that he was able to be out for three weeks and all of a sudden, boom, he comes back. Well, obviously, that's not true either. So I'm dying to know how the Indy Colts fans are feeling out there Thank God that no no offense to Carson that he's gone, but another person I would love to see gone, and I don't know why Doc Rivers still continues to talk about Ben Simmons when even Joel Embiid wanted to somewhat you know step up for him today during you know the media day. But come on, Ben, just beat it. Go be with a Kardashian. Go live the LA life. Go do whatever it is that you want to do out there because anything them fools touch do not turn to gold. Everyone knows that. Look at Kanye West. That clown is going all over the place in Atlanta and going up at a rooftop, you know, waving at people and everything else. And not to call him as far as a clown, but you you hype all these people up and saying that you want to come out there. You're going to promote your new album. You're going to have a concert and everything else. And all you do is just run around the stadium. That's what happens when you get touched by a Kardashian. So, you know, good riddance to, to Ben Simmons. Do whatever you want to do out there. Who in the heck cares at this point? But we'll see. It, it's Sixers are coming up. Obviously, the Flyers are coming up. We hope that both teams end up excelling this year compared to especially the Flyers. Flyers need to have a major bounce back this season because last year we thought they were going to pick up where they left off in the bubble, and it looked like it early on. Wow, what a collapse. 
So there's the NHL season is getting ready to ramp up, and there's tons of stuff going on. This Friday, we'll be down there at the uh, at Amelie Arena watching the Lightning play a preseason game with the Carolina Hurricanes. So lots of stuff that's going to be coming up here on on many shows coming up. But uh, yeah, some of these things that some of these players and all these teams are doing is is beyond me. But looking into this Sunday's game, obviously Jalen Hurts, as he stated that he wanted to flush this one down the toilet. He wanted to let this one go. It was on him. It, he, in, in my opinion, both James and Fuji, I, I, he just looked not comfortable whatsoever. He just looked like he wasn't in the game. Whatever fashion statement he wanted to make after a game, maybe he's getting his wardrobe from Cam Newton's house, is beyond me as well, too. But my thing is, is that I, I just don't understand what happened with Jalen Hurts after looking so promising week one. And then week two, I understand Nick Sirianni played a game that wasn't even coached during the week. And then week three, he just doesn't show up and makes Dak and the Cowboys look like they were going to win the Super Bowl. And a matter of fact, the last time, just reminding the Cowboys fans out there, the last time they won, that's when the VCR used to be the highest item on the list. So I, I don't know what to expect this week. I'm hoping it's going to be a lot better. The practices seem to be going well, as far as what I can see from Eagles camp. So uh, James, I... I, I Obviously, not being an Eagles fan, but just you know, being an NFL fan and obviously a Kansas City Chiefs fan, Jalen Hurts, do you believe that he gets the job done this week? Not that obviously you want to see it because you want to see a Chiefs win, but do you see an improvement from him from last week to this week? Look, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a real opportunity to have a, a great bounce-back game this week. Um, I, I, I kind of feel – like they're going to attack – Philly's going to attack Kansas City's defense the same way that Baltimore did. Uh, and that is to get Jalen Hurts out of the pocket, get him moving. Look, when he is under pressure, he is the second-best quarterback in the league. Um, and I was – sorry, I was looking for my stats that I had here. Sure, go ahead. But, yeah, he's – I read earlier um, that he was the second-best quarterback as far as QBR goes in the league when he is under pressure and then he's performing outside of the pocket, outside of structure. Lamar Jackson killed Kansas City uh, when he was able to do that. And I think mainly because Chris Jones, our, defensive, our new defensive end, uh, is undisciplined. He's not disciplined on the outside and cannot – maintain that contain um, for these mobile quarterbacks and he ate up Lamar Jackson ate up against uh, Kansas City in that Baltimore game and I expect Jalen Hurts to, to do the same thing well we hope so and Fuji again I, I don't know and I want to bring up Patty's question here because she had a, a good one here she says is there a point when you bench Hurts to see if Sirianni can coach tough one that's a tough one only because oh. if if Hey, you know what? Fuji, you handle this one. <laughs> That's very <laughs> tough and good question because, you know, they brought Joe Flacco in and they traded for Garner Menchu, which to me says, you know, it's growing pains and, you know, everybody's got to be patient this year. It's a new coach. It's a new coach and staff, but it's true when – God forbid, do you pull the plug on Jalen Hurts if it goes from bad to worse? I guess eventually you got to because I guess it's like a double-edged sword, really. You know, you want to give Jalen Hurts the season, but if you're not winning football games, it's already come to play that maybe he's not the guy. 
Man, rumors speculate now about Jeff Lurie, you know, signing off on Deshaun Watson. Uh, Chris Sims from Pro Football Talk reporting that. And I don't know if these rumors are true, but, you know, I don't think Jeff Lurie, I don't think Jeff Lurie is a real patient man. First of all, he's two hands on. Right. And, you know, Jeff wants to win. He'll tell Howie, give him the green light and go out and give up three number one picks. But right now you don't know what what the heck's going to go on with the future with Deshaun Watson. But I, I, I just don't think Jeff Lurie is going to be a patient man, especially if this goes – this, if this past Monday night looks like the rest of the season, I think Deshaun Watson will be in Philadelphia. Well, it's already been – the talk is already ramped up as far as Deshaun Watson possibly coming here because supposedly, I guess, the Texans and, – and, and, again, things do change a lot here in the NFL uh, because every, everybody knows every given Sunday something else ends up happening. But supposedly, for Deshaun Watson, I guess what the Texans are getting impatient as far as what's going on, the, the slow process of whether did he do it, did he not do it. Now, apparently, some people are changing their tune. Some stories aren't matching. Only one story seems to match – you know, since the very beginning of what's going on. So there's a lot of loose ends, and I think that's why they haven't really talked about a whole bunch. I think that's why the NFL hasn't come down that harsh yet on Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying that they won't. But again, the stories, all these stories have to match up to see what happens. So now, supposedly the Texans want to loosen up the reins a little bit, saying, okay, we're the asking price we were looking for too, before was a little bit too much. And now we want to get something a little bit less for Deshaun Watson. Obviously, we still got to get money out of it. So if you look at it, let's just say the Eagles are the front runners for Deshaun Watson services. I would guess the Eagles would have to eat 80% of that new salary on a salary cap that they really don't have money to be working with. So now you got to find a way where are you going to put this money around to bring in Deshaun Watson if, if that ends up happening. But again, referring to what you just said not too long ago, as far as if this, if, if there's another blowout this week, first of all, I, I know, again, in Philly, yeah, we want to see what happens today. Forget about what happens tomorrow. I know there'll be a major fallout if we see another big blowout game. If Patrick Mahomes and crew come into town this week, and let's say end up kind of wiping the floor at 34 to 7 there at the link, yeah, there's probably a lot more talk about Jalen Hurts not being the QB that everyone thought. And then at that point, getting back to Patty's question, do then do you bring in Nick Flacco or Gardner Minshew? And I think truthfully, Gardner will probably end up getting the call first before Nick, you know, before Joe Flacco. So that's just my own feeling. Now, Steve, or by the way, Jerry here. Jerry and Connie, thank you for, for tuning in tonight. We appreciate it. He says that Steve Spagnuolo is doing a fantastic job with the defense. But I do agree with James with a run stop. It's a Kansas City Chiefs kryptonite. And, and it's followed quickly by uh, our own guy here, Tom Forward. He's saying that run the damn ball. And, and it's true. Something that I would expect for the Eagles to do last week. And, and again, it's not seen. And you just, you try not to get frustrated but how much patience do you have with this Eagles organization? And and Fuji, you might be probably hinting around as far as saying, could they be the new Cleveland Browns? I mean, I make fun of the Jaguars, where they're the retirement home of the NFL. And obviously they're playing tonight. Probably the two worst Thursday night game of the week you can put together between Jacksonville and the Bengals. I mean, if that's going to be your worst ratings of the year, then so be it. But... Could we become the new Cleveland Browns if it ends up stinging up the house? And because obviously, it seemed like it was going to be a quick, day, you know, destination turnout for the Eagles for everyone to come here. 
But it doesn't seem that way now. It seems like everybody wants out of town. Not the players yet, just the fans. So we'll see. There, there's still a lot that can happen. Julio Figueroa, he says, if the O-line can hold up Jalen, can perform charges, or sorry, if the O-line can hold Jalen, can perform charges held uh, Kansas City to 24. And Joey says, Jeffrey Lucia has food you on speed dial. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so true. <laughs> so true. But uh, Julio comes back and says, drafting a quarterback is the same as trusting Hurts to grow. Uh, having to let him grow, stay strong, even if he traded for Deshaun Watson, no guarantee to play his charges uh, off the field. That's, that's so true. Well, that's and Julio, everything in a nutshell. You don't know what the hell is going to happen. What all, you know, these allegations or whatnot, what the hell the future holds for Deshaun Watson. Obviously, besides the Eagles and the Dolphins, Carolina being rumored, Florida went after what's his face but anyway I mean the legal side of it these NFL teams have had to do their homework already I mean if Houston's ready to pull the trigger on Sam Darnold Carolina quarterback <clears throat> as I said you know the legal side of it you know these these NFL teams already know what they're going to get involved in they do trade for Deshaun Watson. What's your take, James? Um, I mean, look, until they kind of like what Angel was saying, until they disclose more information, until they give us more information or get more information about how everything I I would I mean I would just steer clear. Now I'm not in a in a QB trust situation like Philadelphia is where people are where the fans are like, do we trust him? Do we do we give him a chance? But I just, I don't, I'm not a Deshaun Watson fan, so maybe I'm a little biased on that, but uh, I just thought that when, I didn't know anything about Deshaun Watson until you guys just said something that there was any interest, and the first thought that came to my head was, are you nuts? I wouldn't touch, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole, but you know, for for good reason, I can understand why you would want to at least investigate the situation. So well, yeah. it's a rumor. It's a rumor that came out yesterday or sometime today that Chris Sims was reporting that you know Jeff Lord, the Eagles yeah. owner, was given rumor about him giving Howie Roseman the green light to possibly. Yeah, I mean, I could see the fit. From, but I could see the fit, and if if oh, if he can get out of the legal situation that he's in. Uh, I mean, it's he's talented. He's he's Deshaun Watson, and we all know how talented the, the kid can be if he can get all these distractions out of his head. He's a top five quarterback, no doubt. Absolutely, absolutely. And sure is. Well, uh, and by the way, Julio, if it's the same Julio that I'm thinking of, is the same one that I I met in Tampa Joe's. And if Julio, you're still watching, just remind me because I I'm almost certain same one that I met at, at Tampa Joe's and. Rich Bridge says, uh, nope, yeah, okay. He says, we can't give up three number one picks for Deshaun Watson when we need to replace many aging players. And Rich is correct. There is Agreed. a lot of aging players. but So do we throw in, okay, so hypothetically here, we'll throw it in as we're coming up here, about 20 minutes left here on the show. And by the way, for those who download the audio, we do appreciate it. We had a big, massive increase uh, just this past week. 200 downloads, a record day for us. In one day on a download, so we do appreciate everyone who's listening on the audio side, uh, whether it be in Brazil, Sao Paulo, muchas gracias por toda la gente que está escuchando en la Islas Hispana. 
Uh, thank you guys for listening in over in Brazil. For everyone listening overseas and stateside as well, we do appreciate it. But uh, bringing up uh, the one comment here that Rich said, do we throw in Fuji? Let's say hypothetically, Zach Ertz, by the way, and, and I don't want to get too much of a rant on Zach Ertz. You decided to do whatever with your hair, throw it up there blonde, whatever case may be. Did somehow there was a disconnect with Zach Ertz because Zach Ertz is not looking very Zach Ertz. He's I, I, it's more like Zach Hurts, Zach something else. I don't even know if it's if it's something to that nature, but I know he's not looking the way he was. And I understand things happen. I have no idea, but uh, you know I'll, I'll just leave it there. But getting back to Rich, who do you throw in then for Deshaun Watson? It's a good question. I mean, it just depends on what the Texans want. Sounds like you might have to give up the house or slash farm. No. Uh, by the way, Boyle's trying to come on. He's having a little bit of technical difficulties. He's trying to check to see, make sure his connection is okay uh, as he's been communicating back and forth with me as we are here on the live show. But uh, again, Fuji, then, then it's one of those things. And so if, let's, okay, hypothetically, you throw in Zach Hurts. Who else do you throw in? I don't know if they'll take an aging Zach Hurts. I mean, this, you know, I think he's got a couple years left in him as long as he can stay healthy, but, you know, they're probably just going to want multiple draft picks. I mean, you're not going to throw a guy like Fletcher Coxon in the mix where it's, you know, another high contract and another guy that's probably on the downside of his career. Or he's getting older. He's been in the league almost 10 years. That's just, you know, will the Eagles, will Houston command a lot, which I'm sure they will. You never know. You never know. And uh, Joey B says he'd rather be drinking Skunk Miller Lite with Fuji than watching Cincy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't right say there. much. <laughs> well, you Ray give me a little bit more than Miller Lite. It, it, it could happen. It could happen. Uh, Donnie Ray says, uh, you know, with quarterbacks like Sam Darnold and Matthew Stafford having breakout years coming out of bad organizations, I would be surprised with Gardner Minshew. Don, Donnie, good point. I just, as I said, Danny, forgive me, Donnie. Uh, good point. Because, again, uh, good names that he brought up, especially like Sam Darnold. I mean, look, you go to Carolina, boy, w- what a shift as far as in performance. So, Matt Rule, who's not loved too much in Philly for obvious reasons because what ended up how he left out of Temple, but so far has had success, I guess, in Carolina. Early success so far, just like I don't think a lot of people saw John, you know, old Chucky Gruen there having success in Raiderville out there in L.A., but I think things may change here as well. I mean, he's gotten kind of lucky for the past three weeks, but I don't see the Raiders possibly going anywhere near another O as far as week. Figure three no, and I forgot who they who they have uh, this week. Chargers Monday night. Yeah, yeah no, that's a loss. Nope. That's definitely a loss. Uh, by the way, Tom says give him Barnett. We don't want him. He sucks. <laughs> Good point. Free agent after this year. He'll Good be time. Town. Jerry says on pass plays. Why is there not? Uh, why is there not have an open man when both Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are double teamed? Uh, that one, if you want to take it there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's really uh, kind of like what I mentioned earlier. They, they try to run these wide receiver twos, and all of them are, are wide receiver threes. They're, they're just not – they're not 
performing. They're not getting open. They're 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 getting smothered by these defenses. And <laughs> as fast as McCole Hardman is, it's just not happening. Occasionally, you will see uh, them break out. It's just not gonna. It's not happening on a consistent matter. So you know when they can double team Kelsey and when they can double team uh, Hill, we can't rely on our wide receiver twos to um, beat that one one on one matchup, that man to man matchup. And so that's why they're just not getting. They're not getting open. They're just getting beat. <laughs> that's good. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why, you know, Josh Gordon is a, a huge acquisition. Um, you know, we can't continue to go throughout the season relying on these guys, McCole Hartman, Demarcus Robinson, uh, Byron Pringle, to step up in a wide receiver two position. They're not talented enough. And as unfortunate as, as it is, they have a role on the team. They're not talented enough to be in that wide receiver two spot. As far as the running game, I mean, with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he seems to be averaging, you know, 4.3 yards a carry on 44 rushes. Yeah, he's doing – I mean, he's having a little bit of a slow start, and and unfortunately he's had these two uh, back-to-back games with fumbles. And, and now he's got a little bit of a bad reputation because of it, uh, and rightfully so. Uh, but also, like I mentioned, five new offensive linemen. We've got Orlando Brown Jr., who we traded for, and Joe Thune on the left side, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith on the right, and then Lucas Nyang. Now that whole right side is rookies. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time for them to gel, and he's going to get better. What's the what's the status of Kyle Long? I mean, they brought him in to be. They did. They did, and he. he um, got hurt. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what the injury was. I I believe it was his back, um, and they 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 put him on injury reserve, and I haven't heard, not a peep. I haven't heard nothing about him um, since the season started. I, I really haven't. Just the fact that he's still on injured reserve. Um, which is really unfortunate. He was a uh, very exi- exciting acquisition to begin the season or during the off season. Um, and you know, of course, with offensive line being the the disaster that it was in the Super Bowl, um, I was excited to see that re- that uh, Brett Veach kind of took the initiative to revamp that offensive line. And Chris jo- or Kyle Long was a, a major part in that. <laughs> Uh, they got two more comments that came in here. One with what? Oh, no, sorry. Let me go back further. Uh, Julio and I was right, by the way. So, uh, felicidades, Julio. Uh, Barnett just wants an extension. Yeah, did Barnett's not going to get that one. You can forget about that nonsense. <laughs> no. And Donnie says, yeah, if the Chargers come out with that same aggressive gameplay, uh, then then yeah, it's that Chargers are going to beat the Vegas Raiders. You can you can just forget about it. That's that's a done deal. But Julio says, uh, who's better, Kelsey or Kittle? Uh, I would say Kelsey. I think the greater debate is, uh, is it Kelsey or Darren Waller? Oh, that's a good one. Good point. <laughs> and, 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 you know, at this point, even though I'm a, I'm a Chiefs fan, I think Darren Waller has the edge this season. You know, you look at longevity, you know, what Kelsey's done in his career, there's no question. Right. No, but this point. season, yeah. 
Tom says, uh, I think Kansas City hurdle, uh, I'm sorry, I think Kansas City's hurdle this year will be Buffalo. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it was kind of funny. Uh, all the playoffs teams from the AFC, they, they all took an L by week two. So it, it's kind of like, you know, no one's really in, in, in emerged yet. You know, we don't really know. <laughs> so true. And then uh, Patty says that, but how long until Gordon tests dirty again? Didn't they change? Did they change the policy on the, the substance abuse for marijuana? For, because that's what is, uh, that's what he's always been suspended for. Yep. Uh, as far I don't think it's become effective yet. They're supposed to change it, but I don't think it became effective yet. And then, of course, it all comes down to for what purpose was it being used. And I think that's where the NFL and their policymakers are having kind of yeah. that gray haze because it's one of those things. Do you do it for recreational purposes? Is it for medicinal purposes? And either way, from what I understand, it's supposed to be you're not supposed to do either or when you're in the NFL. But then right. again, that's why I try and change it up a little bit because, you know, a lot of these players – just like folks out there in the outside world may end up doing it because, you know, whether it's a weekend party, whatever, or, and now being like Colorado, one of those states that you can buy it legally. Yeah. You know, again, it's that gray area. Do you, some companies do allow it. Some other companies don't. So the NFL is kind of playing a touchy feely game when it comes to that stuff. And, and, but again, good point by Patty because how long Gordon just can't seem to stay out of trouble. I don't know what it is with the kid, but, he just is one of those guys that don't mature. Something we talked about as far as maturity before we went on live here. Julio says, how do you guys feel about Shady McCoy signing a one-day contract to retire? I think, you know, was, you know, his heart's been in Philly. And more on Chip Kelly got rid of him. And yeah. Or Kiko Alonzo. And, you know, Shady was in the right place at the right time the last two years. Even though he didn't play in either Super Bowl, he wasn't activated. But, hey, he got two rings out of it. There and he'll is. be honored on Sunday at halftime. So, yep. sign his one-day contract tomorrow at the Eagles and retire an Eagle come Sunday. I mean, it's still – it's if you look at him, and there, there's no difference when it comes to between him and obviously as much as there might have been, again, bad blood up there in New Englandville, but – it, everybody knows he's going to retire. Same thing as a Patriot. 20 years, you're with an organization. Two years, you're not going to be with the Bucks. First year, yeah, you come right out of the cage, you end up winning the Super Bowl. Would it be a slap in the face to every Patriot that there ever was if he decides to retire Buccaneer? It could happen. Absolutely. You know, things do happen. But, you know, we, we've seen stranger things happen in the NFL. But I, I personally, I think with Shady, it, it's just fine. As far as, you know, him retiring as an Eagle, I don't see a big problem with that. I think it... it it's fine. I mean, he's, we know D. Jackson's going to come back here, sign his one-day contract. Same thing. Retires an Eagle. I mean, Deshaun. I mean, Shady's the all-time Eagles leading rush in right. Eagles history. So, just imagine if he did stay as an Eagle, and then God knows what other records he could have broke. You know, playing in his prime. Well, like I said, he lucked out the last two years of his contract. Got two Super Bowl rings out of it, went out in style. Retire bird now. Exactly. I do. I think. Uh, uh, I think with Lashawn uh, uh, Lashawn McCoy coming back, it's like a sign of respect and loyalty to to Philadelphia. And it reminds me, um, you know, Jamal Charles when he left Kansas City, he went to Denver. 
Well, he got back and signed a one-year contract, and and you know he is just like McCoy. He is welcome anytime, and and, and we we welcome him in with open arms because you know we're the guys that brought him in here. We we raised him up and made him what they were. And it's the same thing. I, I see it the same thing as Philly. I mean, that's just a sign of respect and loyalty. I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool. Well, James, how about Tony Gonzalez? Absolutely. I mean, he was retired a chief, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when he left, um, he ruffled a couple feathers um, after he retired because he made a comment that Atlanta made his career. <laughs> and, you know, in, in the community, the Chiefs fans community, uh, they didn't really like that too much. But even at the end of the day, um, us diehard fans can respect what he did for the organization in the time that he was here. And when he decided to come back and retire, he was welcome. He was welcome. I mean, you got guys like Derek Thomas and Neil Smith and Christian Nakuye. You know, I know Christian yeah. Nakuye is pretty active in the, you know, the Chiefs <laughs> alumni and stuff. From what I see, what he posts on Facebook and Twitter. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you'll see him. You'll see those guys. Um, you know, uh, Christian Nakuye, uh, Neil Smith, uh, Willie Rofe. Um, big old offensive lineman, you know. Uh, you'll see him come back and do things at Arrowhead, bang the drum, the war drum, and they're they're very involved in in the the community and and, and even the organization still to this day. <laughs> so that, that's up, really cool. I want to bring up someone who's been patiently waiting here in the green room as he finally, I believe, got his technical difficulties done here. From last year that we had him on here with Chiefs Kingdom Espanol. Uh, you guys can hear see here on, on Twitter. You can follow him on Espanol Chiefs. Also, same thing because he has a loaded up on Facebook as well. Chiefs Kingdom Espanol Podcast. We bring on our last year guest that we had a lot of fun with. Boyo, let me bring you up here momentarily. Stick you in the screen here. And there he is, the man. Boyo, como esta? How are you? Hello, everybody. Muy bien. Muchas gracias. Este... Um... I'm here using my phone, I'm sorry, my computer, I don't know what happened, but I love everything uh, you are saying, James. Um, um, I love what you said about Kelsey. Uh, I really think Kelsey is the perfect uh, piece for the Chiefs, and Waller, for me, is the second best for the Chiefs system. But if you're going to compare the tight ends in the 49ers system, I really think the Niners will say that Kittle is way better for their system, and Kittle is the best tight end, but I'm really with you. Kelsey is the best tight end right now because the league is a passing league right now, so Kelsey is the best tight end, um, the best receiving tight end. I, I just wanted to add that because everybody here in Mexico, there's a lot of 49ers fans and they're picking on me that the kills is a better blocker and okay, block your way into the end zone. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is with George Kettle, he's just been injured the last couple of years. Yeah. Unlike the Iron Man like Kelsey is. Hey, one of your biggest ability is availability, right? Right. Exactly. That's true. I want to bring up a couple of comments here before we get back to you, Deporio. Uh, Joey B says, ridiculous that the players are allowed to take painkillers, get addicted, but can't utilize medical marijuana for pain. That's a great point by Joey B. 
because that is the absolute truth. They get injected. These guys get hurt, and they know they already get injected by the doc. Doc, give me the juice. Bam, here you go. And then you're busted up for the year, but you kept getting juiced up. Yet you can't take medical marijuana to help you out, which they know is actually effective. So Joey B brings up an excellent point on that behalf. He says, uh, the NFL needs to get it with the times, which is absolutely true. Now, here is my favorite guy who chimes in almost at the end of the show here. Mark O'Connor, where he says, nah. Angel Watson, a top five quarterback. Tell me which one is better, please. Brady, Rogers, Prescott, Wilson, Mahomes, Allen Mayfield. Uh, first of all, I don't think anyone said on this particular show that Mahomes, or I'm sorry, that Watson was a top five quarterback. So uh, I don't know exactly what part you heard there, Mark. But as far as from that lineup you put up there, between Brady, Rogers, Prescott, Wilson, Mahomes, and Allen Mayfield, uh, let's see. For me, you got uh, sorry, and again, I'm not a TV12 fan by any means, but if you look at the rich history behind TV12, unfortunately, it is. And whether it being cheating, whatever the case may be, we know that we can't stand it. Unfortunately, he's got seven rings to show for it. Obviously, with a brand new team, brand new scheme, and somehow another man did it. You know, Aaron Rodgers might run a you know a second to that list, but then again, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I understand what he did for Green Bay. I understand he wanted to walk away because he wanted to make more communication. But Green Bay, you're not doing you're doing okay, but not to where you should have been because your man set up basically just about the entire camp practice. So Kathleen says, Hey fam. Uh sorry, I went too quick there. Fly Eagles fly. Who's over the Eagles chant? Don't worry, I'll get that later on. Julio. Uh Joey B who said the most underrated tight end is Mark Bavaro of the New York Giants. Good point. Donnie says uh, Kittle averages better than Kelsey between uh, catches yards and uh, yards per catch. You better get up the sign all you had. Watson Mayfield. According to Joey B, says Watson Mayfield are, are the top two. And then uh, Kathleen says us women can give birth and take some paint. At, wow. Listen, <laughs> Kathleen oh, comes on at the very up. end and just comes on strong. So <laughs> great point. So true. You ladies can give birth. And we get a little oopsie boo boo, and we're crying our eyes out. So God bless the one out there versus. Yeah, that's true. Now, Boyo, like you say, you're in, in you're in Mexico, and a lot of your the fans that obviously listen to you, it's a whole different time zone out there when it comes to Mexico versus here, obviously in the U.S. As far mm-hmm. as from last year to this year, because I, I want to bring up your podcast here before we get into a little more as far as KC. Uh, how much growth? And I'll say the same thing in Spanish here, but. How much growth have you have had since the last time you've been on? And just for your Spanish followers here, desde el año pasado cuando tú estabas con nosotros, con el show, empezaste el año pasado con nosotros también. ¿Cuánta persona entre el año pasado y este año ha visto el show de usted? Oh, I mean, the growth is, is, is huge. Not only because of, of our podcast, you know, everybody watches the podcast, they, you get new followers if they love the program. But the chief community in Mexico is growing like, like this. I mean, the chief right now are, you know, in, in this age, in this generation, everything grows faster, right? You, you want everything faster. And the chiefs are that. The chiefs are... Um, that team that is spectacular, that's really fast, that is winning, and is in the Super Bowl two times uh, in the last two years. So, 
I mean, I go to HB and Walmart and some kind of Walmart in Mexico, Soriana, and you see a lot of kids using their jerseys. You see the kid with the, the cheat uniform and the dad, their parents with Steelers, 49ers, um, Cowboys, those the, the three top teams in, in, in Mexico. Um, but you see the growth on them. You see a lot of new uh, football fans. I mean, you know, football here is football, right? Soccer for us. So everybody loves soccer. So their second sport is football. So the new the newcomers are watching the Chiefs. Everybody's watching the Chiefs right now. So there's a lot of new, uh, everybody says and tells them bandwagoners, right? But here is a little bit different because they start loving the football, uh, football. They start loving the sports. And who's the best team right now? Well, the Chiefs. They love Mahomes, uh, just like Peyton Manning kid. Peyton Manning is like, man, my kid is a Mahomes fan. He wears his jersey. He goes to uh, Mahomes and asks for a, um, an autograph. And it was pretty funny that Peyton Manning is like, hey, I'm a Broncos guy, but it's my kid, right? So right. it's growing really fast. It's growing really fast. I, I love it because there's a lot of new guys that they're learning. They Everything you said, they're uh, absorbing it. It's not a, a hater's um, ambient like, oh, no, he, he doesn't know what you're talking about, uh, what he's talking about. So everything you said, you say they are learning so it's it's different um, well i uh, i talk here like i can't say the line of scrimmage i have to um tell them what's the line of scrimmage for a lot of um new viewers right so it's 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 fun it's fun because i i mean i'm a football coach i i know i'm patient i can right. um teach them all that but it's very different as the uh, I mean, Steeler podcast, Cowboys podcast of a couple of friends of mine that they are, they have a lot of viewers that know a lot of football. So it, it's been a, um, a very different ride. I mean, but I, I like it. I like having a lot of new guys. I, a lot of new uh, direct messages that telling me, Hey, I learned football, not only Chiefs, uh, Chief football, like football from you. So uh, that's what I, I like of the, these new Chiefs fans. That's a, and it's, it's a good point, too. And it's, it's funny because obviously uh, Diego, who was on with us uh, as well oh, last yeah. year, who's the 49ers fan, and, and it was fun because at, at the time, the matchup between the 49ers and KC, which made it even better when you guys <laughs> both came on in the same exact day, but it's yeah. it's good to see that obviously it's growth. It's good to see you back with us again because of course we don't Thank ever you. forget anyone that we've had on before Thanks as well. So it was good to bring now James Thanks. having two KC podcasters is absolutely phenomenal. And Joey, by the way, had just put down there not too long ago that you and James need to do a live show from Chiefs tailgate. So you'd have to get oh. one camera from Mexico and then one camera from <laughs> Kansas City so you guys can both be at the same tailgate party. But there's a, a good point that Kathleen made here and and. Only reason why I say good point is one, she says Peyton Manning is one of the best quarterbacks to play the game, which is absolutely true. But I also want to say to Kathleen's point as well, not only as far as, as the, one of the better quarterbacks, did anyone actually enjoy the banter between him and Eli 
throughout the entire first half of that game? Or did people just tune him out and went to the 94 WIP feed? Because the only time that I actually liked about what Manning said, when he threw Joe Buck under the bus, I thought I was great as far as for ratings. But I don't know if you guys enjoyed you know, him being on there and his brother on the whole entire time because apparently Eli then came out with the hipstone lie when he was talking about Dak Prescott getting warmed up in the field. So, Fuji, uh, I, I don't know if, if you got the chance, if you were, if you were watching or not, but I, what did you think of that? I thought it was pretty entertaining. Something different. They brought the Monday Night Football. Right. What do you I, think, James? I mean, I just, I just think Peyton Manning is funny. He is funny. I give him that much. I, now, would I listen to four hours of Peyton versus four hours Joe Buck? In a heartbeat, because I can't. I'm not even getting to a Joe Buck rant because I got well, Joe Buck's obviously biased towards Philly, but you know. yeah. Well, Troy no, Aikman, on the other hand, played for the Cowboys. But Troy Aikman calls it down the middle. He always did. But it's the same way. If you listen, it, it's no oh boy. It's the same thing when you bring up Chris Collinsworth, which is another one that I can't stand because it's the same thing. And we all knew it was coming because he was already jumping all over the Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys are so good, and Cowboys is America's team, blah, blah, blah. And you knew once the Eagles were getting their butt handed to him, it was just going to be forget about what the Eagles did when, you know, he tried to kiss our butts when it came down to the Super Bowl. Oh, I thought the Eagles really, you know, challenged the Patriots and ended up winning the game. And then, you know, he wants to come here to the parade. You and Joe Buck can go play in your own basements, your own little playpen, because we don't care for either you two to be in our airwaves. But that's another point. James, I don't know what you thought about as far as the, uh, the Manning brothers being there on TV on Monday night. You know, I didn't I didn't get a chance to catch it, but um, like like Fuji was saying, Peyton Peyton is hilarious. <laughs> he's anytime you know all his commercials, any of his it shows, anytime he's on camera, uh, I mean it's entertainment for sure. Boy, did you get a chance to see it? <clears throat> yes, I, I I love it. I mean. Peyton Manning has to have his own talk show, like a David Letterman or something like that. He's really funny. And I, I didn't know Eli Manning was actually funny, kind of funny. So I love it. I mean, Eagles, um, <clears throat> this game wasn't that fun. I know it wasn't fun for you guys, but they make it really fun. I mean, you, you, there's a time that you stop watching the game and you're listening to them. And it's really spectacular to see, to watch them um, talk with like, LeBron James was in the, in the game with them. Uh, they were showing highlights with LeBron James, everything. I mean, it's, it's really cool. It's really different. And you know, the NFL for me is the best business in in sports in the world like they have the best marketing you you watch the uh, nickelodeon uh, theme last year was really good it was for the the kids audience this monday night football is for the audience that isn't that into football like um, so I, I i love it they they trying to not only get like the um, uh, football fans they're trying to get a lot of new football fans. So I love the, the things that the NFL is trying to do. No, that's uh, the, the point there. When you mentioned LeBron James, which I'm not nowhere near a fan like a lot of people are, 
when LeBron came on, honest to God, I switched the channel. I didn't even want to hear it. I, I don't want to hear Mr. Ring Chaser. I'm the best of all time. Blah blah blah. Because there's choice words for LeBron, and and not nasty. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I don't hate the man or anything else like that. God bless him because he was able to become a, a billionaire while still playing the game. I mean, kudos to him because he's he's smart on that behalf. And the mind that that guy. First of all, LeBron. I will say once he's off the court, where I will defend LeBron on this one here, off the court. He's going to be an absolute genius when it comes to being a head coach. That man remembers every detail about every mm -hmm. game. And you can go back five years and he will tell you exactly what he did at that time. So on that behalf, I don't have, you know, I'm not a LeBron hater, none of that good fun stuff. The only thing is, is just, you know, he's, it, it's, LeBron needs to hang it up. I understand you want to win multiple rings. I get it. You want to go to different rings or different teams, win rings. Now you're bringing everybody there to win rings. Everybody's ring chasing. But it's time for LeBron to go. Just, you know, let the young guys come in. I know he wants to play until his son gets drafted. He wants to play one game when his son comes into the league. But it, it's just it, it's just too much. But I want to get back here to a couple of quick comments. Uh, one was, ta -da, ta -da, ta -da, I did see. Kathleen followed up with, oh, hold on. Just because we know that we got the funny man in the house here. Joey B said that uh, Fuji wears a Ronaldo jersey under his Eagles jersey, which it could be a good possibility there. Uh, but Kathleen says as her favorite QB as an Eagle was uh, Randall Cunningham, and absolutely true. I'll agree with Katie, same exact thing. That's one of my favorites as well. Um, so these two saying that. high back and forth here. Hooters says they should start wearing their throwbacks at certain games. Uh, Pittsburgh did it, and I know – they're they're still working at Fuji. If I remember correctly, didn't they just finally get the okay for the Kelly Green? But I think it's not until next season. I believe how true it is, I don't know, but that's what's been rumored. I mean, I don't know why Jeff Lurie's been waiting so long for these Kelly Green jerseys to come out. Hopefully, it'll be a lot nicer and nothing hideous. <laughs> Man. It's true. Uh, Joey says that Gus Johnson, Akeem Talib, was uh, they're the best broadcast team uh, for the NFL game. Akeem is hilarious and, and good, good, good point there. Uh, talking about us Phillies fans, I think it's when we were going on a rant here where Kathleen was was mentioning. Uh, Joey B says just have Stu Dog and Al Michaels do Sunday Night Football would be excellent. <laughs> Listen, I I enjoyed when uh, Snoop Dogg came on for the man. What was that? For the Tyson fight, matter of fact, he actually did a really good job. I like when, when, when Snoop was on there. So a good good point there. LeBron overrated by Kathleen. I'll agree. He had 10 years. 10 years to what Jordan did. Uh, Donnie says he failed. My best small forward of all time. And, oh boy, one more here from Joey, who says, Fuji remembers every play in high school. He's a genius to be on the Eagles staff, a man of knowledge. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Thank you. So, just fun stuff here. And uh, as we get ready here to, to get ready to wrap up the show here, there's two questions that I want to ask our distinguished guest here. And, boy, I know you were having a little technical difficulty, so you may not remember this. But, James, since you were here in the very beginning of the show, this is where the little hints come in, right? So one is, if you guys had to pick an Eagles group to follow, like, and enjoy their content, who would it be? Anybody? Just throw a wild guess up there, James. Broad straight south. All right. That's good for a podcast, but you're 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 close. Boyle. Uh, I mean, um, 
I don't know. I don't know any. <laughs> yeah. right. well, I will tell you, follow Eagles Mania oh. on Facebook. Oh. Okay. So they will give you everything you guys need to know as far as any updates, statuses, right. and everything else. And obviously, the people on the uh, audio side, you won't see the image I put up there. But I put up an image there of Eagles Mania, which is the official uh, podcast of Eagles Mania. Yeah. We are for them. And so if anything you guys need as far as stats, polls, you name it, Eagles Mania follows guys to do a fantastic job. And here's question number two. If you guys had to buy the finest cigar in the world, where would you happen to get it from? <laughs> Not a clue. All right. Well, I will tell you, if you would get it, right, go get it from Goose's Money Christmas there it is. Tobacconist. Right, get it from there, cigargoose.com. As Goose has tremendous amount of money crystals up there in the lounge, it is absolutely beautiful. By the way, when you go to the showroom and you check out where the money crystals are in the in the humidor, every possible cigar if financials, uh, and I screw up the word there, their dream as far as going in there and taking a look. I myself uh, don't do too well as far as when it comes to cigars. Even though they did, by the way, have a show tonight at uh, 6.30, and it's called Honk, uh, Goose's Goat Cigar Talk. But by the way, if you guys ever get the chance, um, Pollo will be a little bit hard for you, but I'll send it to you in Mexico, uh, even though you guys can probably get better <laughs> cigars than we can. But if you guys end up being in the area, visit them at 250 Westridge Pike in Limerick, Pennsylvania. Once again, 250 Westridge Pike in Limerick, Pennsylvania. Plus, give them a shout out there on CigarGoose.com. Also, you can follow them on Facebook. And uh, if you miss any of the Scar Talk shows, they will have it on repeat there, at least on replay, along with their YouTube channel on Goose's Pond Media on YouTube. So check them out. They do a fantastic job as well. As much as we try to uh, do a good job here with everyone else. Let's see a couple more comments before we close out the show. Uh, da -da -da. Kathleen says, it's all about the NFL, baby. Patty says, Eagles mania. So let me ask you guys, what do you think? Lurie is just trying Hurts. With this green light approval going ahead with Watson, uh, we talked about it, but I don't think, Kathleen, I don't think at this point, unless you're going to give up the farm, I don't think it's going to end up happening. Not yet, at least, because you have to put a good bundle together, and we'll see. It, I mean, different things can end up happening. You never know. Uh, Katie says, thanks, guys. This was great. Uh, plus, along with Eagles Mania, and thanks again, Eagles Mania, for making us the official podcast of Eagles Mania Group. We do appreciate it. Sorry, I was late. No problem, Kathleen. That's why we're all, listen, just like you guys keep us informed, we keep you informed. It's hand in hand. It's just the way it works. Uh, great show, guys. We appreciate Thank it. You. And Kathleen says, fly, Eagles fly forever and in a day. Go birds. And it's true. Now, for obviously our distinguished guest here, Boyo, sorry you came in late. We understand you had technical difficulties, but it's okay. If you'd like, come back on with me on Sunday. We'll break down a little bit more of the game. So if you're available on Sunday, it would be 10.30 your time. 10.30 my time. Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect? I'm good with it. All right. Yes. James, like I said, you, you got a new friend to show. You got a new way to network. And anytime you want to jump back on with us, you let us know because we can even get a quick weekly wrap of what's going on there in KC. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. Not a problem. So between both of you guys, by the way, before I get to Fuji here, which I know he's super excited, but James, let everybody know how to find you one on social media. That way everybody can follow you as well. Yeah, on Facebook, uh, it's just facebook.com. The end is uh, James Howe one And then on Twitter, it's just uh, the same thing, 
Jay, Jay Howell won. All right. And for Poyo? It's the same, only Facebook. And it's Chief Kingdom Espanol Podcast. Chief Kingdom Espanol Podcast. So, eh, una invitación a todos los de habla hispana. Si nos pueden seguir ahí mismo, estamos para los nuevos chiefs. I'm sorry, I just invited people. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Listen, it, it's, listen, if anybody's watching the show and you're listening on the audio side, right? Because we all love to have fun here on the show. If you want to learn what he just said, just press two on your phone and it'll, it'll translate over to English. It'll oh. be just fine. But see, there's a new way to do it. But no, listen to everybody. By the way, Pollo, uh, uno es que uh, por este mes para nosotros son de los latinos. So, uh, okay. felicidades para los latinos este mes, entre septiembre y octubre. Y que gracias por estar con nosotros. Gracias por la gente que escucha el show de usted también y que escucha a nosotros. Y como te dije, en inglés, te voy a decir también en español. Uh, venga para atrás el domingo conmigo y, y cuando tú quieras, siempre viene para atrás. Porque tú sabes que yo desde el año pasado siempre estoy con usted y vamos a seguir así como amigos. Uh, muchas gracias por la invitación. Uh, it's, it's an honor to be with you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bring my, all my friends to, uh, to Sunday, okay? All the followers, they love hearing what everybody uh, says about the Chiefs externally, right? Because, I mean, I try not to be a homer, but sometimes you just can't. <laughs> And it's, it's good to hear from uh, other perspectives. So we're going to be the Chief Kingdom, um, the social friends, however you say it, in, from Mexico. I'm going to bring them over here a little bit in Spanish because not everybody knows a lot of English, but we have a lot of English listeners in, in Mexico. So they, they actually told me last time I was here that they loved the show. Uh, they were waiting for a, a, another appearance. They love the things with Diego because Diego sometimes is it's kind of a hater, but it, it's okay. It it's brings a little bit of pepper to the show, right? No, it's absolutely true. And that's what we like to do. By the way, speaking of, uh, you brought up a good word there, Homer, because that's what my co-host likes to call me when I start talking about Tampa Bay and the things that go on on here. So don't worry about uh, it. That's right. I, I know all about it. Because <laughs> he loves to razz me every single chance that he actually gets. Lighting jersey. Uh, <laughs> Raise. <laughs> no, so Thanks you yeah, guys for tuning in tonight. We do uh, we do appreciate everyone who tuned in tonight, and especially the Eagles media there. Uh, one of two chants, of course, we can't leave uh, the show without because, uh, by the way, this Sunday we'll be on 11:30. Fuji will be at the stadium. Maybe we'll get a little glimpse of Fuji at the stadium. Last time we had a little bit of technical difficulties. Maybe this time we won't get it as much. Uh, and boy, I was talking about the stadium. Something else. I know it'll pop in my head before the show's over. But two chances I want to get off here because, of course, we know on Sunday... Oh, I know what it was. Phil Andrews, by the way, will be on the virtual co-host chair this Sunday with me. So it'll be have Boyle and uh, Phil Andrews there, formerly of 6ABC, now with the New Jersey News Network. New Jersey Network I, News. I wanted to send a shout-out to Tony Bruno for filling in for me two Sundays ago. Big Sarge filling in the co-host chair as well. I want to thank Eagles Mania for sharing us out and joining forces with us to be their official podcast show. I'd like to thank everybody, you know, Angel, you holding it down and me coming back. So, no problem. 
Well, just uh, two things for Fuji. One is obviously this one here. And we'll leave everyone with the best fight song that there is today. So, again, guys, thank you very much for James Boyle, for Fuji, who's coming Thank you for coming on, guys. We appreciate it. Debbie over in Studio B for holding it down. Thanks to my lovely lady over there in Studio B. Um, We will leave everyone with this tonight, and we will see you guys Sunday at 11.30 a.m. with Phil Andrews and Poyo. That's the way you end it with the last comment here. <laughs> Katie says goodbye, along with Kathleen. Ciao, Mike. Uh, holy moly, they're all coming in real quick here. <laughs> Eagles, Julio, Kathleen, we'll see you guys all on Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night.